um, a part of what we practice in our program is focusing on what you want, not what you need. Because it's okay to want whatever it is you want and giving yourself permission to want that thing. Like you deserve to have everything you want. It's not just a need. And every time you kind of make a deal of like, well, I just need this. It's okay. I'll just have this. Um, You're kind of embedding that scenario in your unconscious mind. So that's what you're constantly going to attract. Hi, my name is Cherie and this is Life is Cherry. Hi, everybody. I am so excited today. I have an amazing guest that I get to introduce you to today. I have a friend named Brittany Blazard, and she has actually really been somebody who's inspired me over the past few years that I have actually gotten connected with her. And the fun part about this is I don't really know a whole lot about her except or the few things that she puts out that have really inspired me. And she's just been somebody that I've kind of followed and have seen some great things from and kind of in line with a lot of what my goals and what I believe we should create for our own life. So I'm going to bring Brittany on here. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Hey, I'm doing really well. How are you doing? Good. So um, since I don't really know you too well, and actually, can you just give me an, kind of an intro to what you do and um, exactly what it is that you do to inspire everybody? I mean, you put posts out and everything, but it's kind of interested into why you do all those inspirational posts. Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. <laughs> um, gosh, so I'm Brittany. Um, I, I have for the past, I don't know, let's say 10, 11, 12 years have just been really something caught my attention of like self-development, right? Um, back then I was working in the corporate world and listening to like audible on my way to and from work. Um, somebody maybe suggested it and I just like, like, what kind of books do I want to read? And I just started getting into self-development books a lot And in that corporate space, uh, the opportunity was presented to me to join a network marketing company, Mm -hmm. which I knew nothing about really. It was just like one of those things, like those network marketing companies are like planted in your lap and you're just like, what, why the hell not? So I did. And Mm -hmm. within that space, Um, it's very heavy with self-development. So it like gives you the courage to essentially approach people and, and sell them a product or sell them whatever. Right. And so I, it just, it took me deeper into the self-development space. Um, and it just became my jam. It resonated so much with me. Um, my background, like I'm from Tooele, from Tooele, Utah, born and raised, graduated, and then moved away. And it kind of just opened up my mind. And I don't know how many of your viewers or listeners like know much about Twilla, but back then, like, right, I'm 37 years old, such a small, quaint little town, um, very easy to get kind of engulfed in that, I think. And for me, it was like getting away was really beneficial. Um, 
It's one of those towns that is so small that most people don't leave, even though they live about 20 minutes from the city, right? Right, right. And you can get into a lot of trouble when you're in small towns (laughs) like that. Not to say, you know, in big cities, you can't, but I wasn't getting into a ton of trouble, but I definitely, you know, I grew up with my dad, single dad. My parents divorced when I was in third grade. So there was just a lot of stuff that, um, you know, he's a single dad. He's working truck driver all the time. So I was just kind of developing this independence because I had to out of necessity, right? I had my grandparents for support and stuff, but I get into this network marketing space and it starts to like bring up all of this, um, just feeling like I've always just felt I was destined for greatness. I didn't know why I didn't know where that came from. Um, to have that feeling so instinctually inside of me and then being like, I'm from Twilla. Like my dad's a truck driver. Where is this coming from? (laughs) Why do I think that I deserve all of these things that I want? But it really started to uncover so much behind what that feeling was. And so, you know, I crushed it with network marketing for a little bit for like eight years, actually. Um, I was able to quit my corporate job, which was really really cool because I got that job in a, in a hospital network system, kind of just as almost a favor somebody was giving to me in like the customer service area. Mm-hmm. And I took it to like the top as, as far as I could go within like the, the corporate side of it. And so then I transferred into developing a outpatient behavioral health program for geriatric patients for a hospital. Wow. And again, that was just an interview. I went out on a whim and ended up landing that position. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, I just know that I want something different. I I know I want to level up. So I did that. And then, you know, if I follow the breadcrumbs of my life, it's just been, okay, you're going to go do that thing next. You're going to do this thing next. And I I truly believe that this whole network marketing space with the self-development helped with that because it was uncovering and it was, um, you know, giving me knowledge of stuff that I didn't have awareness on. And so I quit my corporate job, continued with network marketing, COVID hit. And I kind of stopped doing that just because kids came home and I had to be a teacher then. And I, and truthfully, I was like, these products that I'm selling people in such an uncertain time, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't have the energy to do that. I don't want people to feel like they have to, you know, it was just uncertainty. So I was like, eh, this kind of, this phase is over. This phase is over. So, and it was okay. And I, I, uh, before COVID hit, I ended up finding a trainer because I wanted to get in shape. And, uh, that I, I'm a big believer in divine timing and finding this trainer, John Madsen is his name, um, was perfect because not only was it getting me in shape, and it was for me, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm sick of going to the gym and not having direction, not knowing what I'm doing, I'm sick of going to these cardio classes that again, I don't enjoy cardio and I don't, I don't see that it's like producing this huge result for me. So I was like, I'm going to hire a trainer and going through his program was phenomenal. He's a, he's a former NFL player. He played for the university of Utah. So he, his formula is really just like back to basic athletic type training um, you know, nutrition is a fuel source, food is fuel. This is like fueling your body for your workouts or for your day. Um, shifting my mindset into focusing on my body 
is really what has like, I think, catapulted my whole space over the past three years. Um, COVID took his gym down, obviously. But watching him prepare for COVID to shut down the gyms and take his program virtually, I would I started just like really keening in on like, what is he doing? Like, he's got a direction like he was just so sure, right? Yeah. And um, he approached me to do sales for his company. He's like, you know, you fit, you fit our, our, our image very well. Uh, do you have sales background? And so we kind of talked about that a little bit and he's like, cool, let's bring you on. And that opportunity I'll ever forever be grateful for, because it's just to be a part of something like that is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mindset training, it's physical training, it's helping people with nutrition, understanding, And, um, so why I post is because I just, I have felt that I take in all this knowledge and what good is it doing me if I'm not sharing the knowledge? Um, yes, I hundred percent believe in that. That's one of the things that drew me to you over and over again, even when I didn't really even know you, I hadn't even really met you. Yeah. Kind of got connected with you through a mutual friend and, I just became drawn to your post because you are a hundred percent in line with the way that I think in life. And that's kind of what sent me on my journey as well is just wanting to give that back and give that to the world because it's a crazy thing how much we have limited belief systems, right? Like we never believe that we can make it so far, especially when you come from a smaller town or a place that you feel like you can't get out of. Mm -hmm. Love that your story includes that because there's so many people out there that are like, okay, what am I worth? What can I do this? You know? So I kind of want to actually jump into one of the questions that I asked you before coming on. And I just really want to know the message that you wanted to give to the world. And I knew that you were kind of in the same direction that I was going. And so I knew it would be perfect. And I loved your answer for it. So I'm just going to read it. It's a little longer. So I might mess it up if I don't read it. So, um, so this is the message that Brittany would like to give to the world and we're going to just discuss it. So how to become more aware of how your thoughts and language are creating your reality. I love that. I love that so much. So you kind of spoke a little bit about this, but what really made you want to incorporate that into your life? Oh, so what the big thing for me was, is I was reading all of these books, self-development books. I invested into like mastermind programs and would go to these events, you know, and learn from them and whatnot. And it always just felt like there was a piece missing. Something was missing. Like I'm intaking all this information, but then what, like, what am I doing with this information? Sure. I'm posting and I'm sharing about it, but how, how was I seeing it getting me closer to my goals? I wasn't, I was like, okay, this is all really good stuff. And it's keeping me motivated. It's keeping me like wanting more. Um, a part of our program has to do with neuro-linguistic programming. And essentially what that is, is kind of going into your mind and reprogramming it in a trance-like state. So you're tapping into your unconscious mind and the, the words that we use are powerful. But when you're in a trance state, 
it's embedded into your unconscious mind. And these are some of the practices that we teach in our program. So when John started talking about this, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's the missing piece is just the awareness that I was missing of, okay, I've got all of the, you know, I am statements, people do gratitude journals and and things like that. And you can do all of that down on paper. Um, and it, it helps, right? Like it really does something, but, um, looking at it in a way of like casting a spell, almost, I'm going to say the words that are actually going to be impactful. And I, I, I really study on how I am going to put something out of my mouth because I know, I know that it's not only impacting me, it's going to impact you too. So I try to be impeccable with my word as far as, you know, I may not know something yet, but I'm going to know it. It's, it's always, it's always, there's something more to learn. It's learning lessons from even like, you know, my past and growing up and from kid age, you know, teenage, whatever, like there's always something to learn. And in in very present moments, there's always something to learn. And so if you can look at language and if you can look at your thoughts in that, in that way, your unconscious mind is almost forced to kind of show you answers and the learnings of what is going on and what you're looking for. And I'm, I'm obsessed with it because I've seen such great results, not only in people around me and in this program that we're, you know, bringing in clients or the creators or whatnot, but then within myself, when I started to really grasp that understanding. Yeah. I, I think that that's something that is kind of hard for some people to do actually. I think, yeah. and I read this book, it's called the untethered soul. And <sighs> you've ever read that one. <laughs> I love it so much, <laughs> but I love how it talks about really getting to a conscious space and actually mm-hmm. taking control of your actions and realizing that it starts with you and the changes have to come from you. And I think that a lot of people these days, especially with social media and everything, like they're just kind of looking to blame so many outside sources for so many things, because you can really literally blame anyone. But really when it's something that really affects you, you really have to consciously look at the situation and realize, why do I keep going down this road? Why does this keep cycling around? If it keeps cycling around, but it's with different people, who's the common denominator? It's me. Yep. So, and that's, I think the big thing is people walk around in like this hypnotic rhythm and it's just a cycle that they're going through and 95, I would say probably 95 to 98% of people, they don't even, they're not aware of it. They're not aware of what they are doing that is causing whatever's happening in their reality. Yeah. And once you can finally like take a step back, almost like zoom out of your life and like disassociate yourself with what you're currently doing and just kind of view from up above, Uh you start to see things that you're like, holy cow, this, this is impacting me in a big way for whatever that might be. Yeah. I love that. So I actually um, had a few questions that Brittany and I have talked about. So I'm just going to kind of go through them and because I know I'll forget some of them. Um, so how do you, when you realize these things, like, how do you take it from being a thought to your reality? Like, I think the action part of this whole thing is really what makes the difference, right? We can just, we can sit and we can dream about all the things that we want and all the Mm -hmm. changes that we want, but really making it a reality. And I love that that's part of what your message is. So what do you do in particular to help yourself see that and bring it into your reality? 
So this is really good. Um, a part of what we practice in our program is focusing on what you want, not what you need, because it's okay to want whatever it is you want mm -hmm. and giving yourself permission to want that thing. Like you deserve to have everything you want. It's not just a need. And every time you kind of make a deal of like, well, I just need this. It's okay. I'll just have this. Um, you're kind of embedding that scenario in your unconscious mind. So that's what you're constantly going to attract is just what you need. So what we do is we challenge people who want to, you know, hop into this journey of like writing down a list of 100 things that you want and 100 experiences that you might want to take or have in your life. And I use an app called Trello. And so what I've done is I make it very experiential. So, you know, I want a Rolls Royce, right? That's like in my vision, that's in my future somewhere. And so I put that, obviously go get a, a picture or an image like from Pinterest or whatnot. I put that on my list, but I take it a step further and it is actually going and sitting in a Rolls Royce and wow. touching it and feeling it and smelling it and seeing it. And like, and I'm telling you when I did that, when I sat in it, I was like, wow, like I'm a whole new person. <laughs> this is like next level Brittany, but you're giving yourself that whole experience and forcing your unconscious mind to focus on that. But when you're writing down these hundred lists of like all the things you want, it gets a little hard. Like, to be honest with you, you, you start thinking like, Oh God, I got this. I got stuck at like 30 to 35 and I'm like, well, what the hell else do I want? Like, and I started getting back into, well, I don't need that. I don't need that. So it's forcing yourself to just go back over and like do outlandish stuff. Right. But then take it a step further. And then you're putting it into a timeline into, you know, if I want to make $500,000 in a year, I'm going to put that into it like a 90 year timeline. And whether I'm going to put that on year three or year five, it is just, it's in there and I'm focusing on it. So, so taking a hundred different things. So it's like mm -hmm. having a vision board of a hundred mm -hmm. different things that you want or mm -hmm. the desire that you want. And you're actually going and feeling them and touching them and experiencing them because mm -hmm. that's how you really embrace it. I've never heard anyone doing that before. I love it. Like, yeah, I, I've always had a vision board, but I have a, well, I actually had the new Bronco on my vision board and I have never run to do that. I think go test drive it that I need to go do. You just, yeah, yeah. you that. bring all of your sense sensory experiences into that. So yeah. you can't help, but then, you know, I like to say, create that for your future instead of manifest it. Because a lot of people think manifesting is like woo woo, mm -hmm. but essentially you're just creating what you want. You're creating your, your life right? You can create your, your perfect partner, husband, wife, girlfriend, whatever that is. You can create your perfect identity for yourself. Like I've created my identity over and over and over, even within the past, like two years. Yeah. Um, but it's really getting down to that. And what I, what I do to keep that focus, because it's very easy to slip sometimes, you know, bad days or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I have a very solid morning routine and a very solid uh, before bed routine, victory morning and my victory lap is what we call it. And it's, you know, journaling in future tense of like, 
what is it that I want tomorrow to look like? What are these things that I want to accomplish tomorrow? Um, I extract learnings from the day. And that got a little bit tricky for me because sometimes if you're having a bad day and you're journaling, you're just like recapping the bad day. And finally I was like, why am I reliving that bull crap? Like, I just want to know what the learning was from that day. Yeah, and so then I get to implement it. Explain how you do that exactly. Cause I, I like that idea, but I don't know exactly how to do that for myself. So what do you Which do part? process? Just how, when you have a bad day, instead mm. of writing down just the day to day, like what, what does that look like for you now? Yeah. So curiosity is your best friend. So I get real curious on, you know, let's say I can't even think of what a bad day would be right now. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's, it's getting curious with it and asking yourself whether it's writing it down or even just like meditating for a minute and asking yourself, like, what can I learn from, you know, maybe, maybe I had a client that wants to pull out of their contract with us, which happens. Right. And, and sometimes dealing with that negative energy, like it can, it can get you. And so I will sit down and it's before bed and I'm like, what can I learn from this? Or how can I improve on that? Um, and really I leave it there. If, if some, if there's inspiration that comes in the moment, like I'll, I'll journal it out, but typically I go to sleep with that question in my mind okay. and whether you dream about it, whether you dream of something, I get up and I write down what that dream might be, or maybe even in the next day, there's something that's like, Oh, you know, this is the learning from it. Like it will be loud and clear because it's your unconscious mind delivering you that answer. Um, and that's powerful stuff. That's a huge thing to be able to just kind of focus on the learning, focus on what you want the next day. And all of a sudden you'll just start getting you know, intuitions or inspirations or whatever that is. And you hear the answer. Yeah. I think it kind of plays into something that I really believe in. And I love my failures. It was really hard for me to get to a point where I could be okay with my failing of different things in my life. Yeah. But I realized, you know, with any bad day, with any day that I failed at whatever I was trying to do, I knew that it was going to point me in the direction to find out exactly who I actually was where my talents are, where I need to grow in. And I think failures are actually, or bad days are days that you really learn the most about you. And so I really love that. I think that that's something I really want to start more journaling because with my whole process, with my whole journey, what I'm doing, I feel like there's so many emotions that go along with it. And some people are afraid to talk about those emotions, about Mm -hmm. the downside of what you have to go through to create a great life for yourself. And the more that you get on track with what you're leveling up is all about, then all of a sudden yeah. it becomes easier and you see it a lot easier. Absolutely. You're not looking at it as like work or this was a negative experience. You're looking at it as that was a gift given to me to learn and level up. Yeah. And if you can switch that, that mind frame to that, positive thinking, forward thinking, like there's really no reason to be stuck, right? Be stuck in the the mud and just like relive something. It's like, no, like you, I think, you know, this, like I got a DUI at the end of 2020 and it rocked my whole, my whole being because I know I'm better than that. So I was ashamed you know, I had all of these, these feelings. Um, it led to a divorce. It led to me selling my home. Like it led to a lot of things that 
very easily could have wiped me out and put me in a funk for life. But I knew, I knew as soon as I got pulled over, I was like, this is a gift. This is a huge gift. And all of the pain, all of the hurt that kind of came with the, 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 you know, uncertainty of where I was going to move, whatever that might be. It was moments of growth and it um, was the biggest piece of growth that I've ever had in my life. And so, you know, people are like, I'm so sorry that happened. And I'm like, I'm not, I am so not because that was, that was the universe saying, Brittany, you're stubborn. You've asked for signs and you've ignored them. So here's a real big one. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And actually the crazy thing is, is most people don't make that change in their life until something big happens. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was the same way with my journey and, and I kind of hit rock bottom before I went to Hawaii and that's what I needed to push me to get to the next level in life. And I love those experiences. Yeah. Okay. So why is this message so important to you? Um, have you read outwitting the devil? I have not. You, you have to, like, I would get it today and anybody listening, like, get it today because it's phenomenal. Um, but it, it's, it's, I won't go into it, but it has a, a one of the, my favorite like quotes or lines or whatever it says, fear is a, a tool of a man-made devil. And essentially talking about, you know, the negativity, um, just kind of the bullshit that gets bounced around in your conscious brain, like your monkey brain, some people call it because it's just constantly spinning sometimes. Um, yeah. It talks about the weapon to defeat that fear is self-confidence, self-love, um, self-belief, that type of stuff. Um, I going through the network marketing phase of my life and having conversations with women in particular mm-hmm. and seeing so many that don't have the self-love or the self-belief um, and beat themselves up um, watching my daughter grow up and, and hearing her kind of say negative things about herself. Like that drives me so hard to be like, I wish that I could just reach out to every woman and be like, knock it off, like shake them awake because for whatever reason, I've been blessed with this unshakable, like self image. And I, and I get down, right. I get down and I, I will beat myself up sometimes, but it, it bounces back. I'm very grateful for whatever reason I have been given the strength to just be like, no, I'm strong. I can have whatever I want. I will go after it. Like I'm not afraid to do those things. Um, so that's why it's so important is because I want people, I want women in particular to know that they deserve to have the things that they want and like spread the beauty of that. You know what I mean? That it just, it crushes my soul when somebody just thinks that they are, they're less than, and I'm like, no, no, that's not the case. Like, let's, let's write, like, bring you up. Let me help you. (laughs) So have you had experiences where you've seen, where you've been able to help somebody see that and make those changes? I think for me, that's kind of the hard thing that I go through because I do have people like that in my own life. And I'm just like you, I'm just like, you want to shake them and you just want to be like, you don't have to have these feelings. You don't have to have these negative thoughts all the time about yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's really the whole mindset change. And I just was wondering, have you seen success with that? And what do you recommend for somebody who's kind of 
going down that path for the first time and trying to discover an open mindset for that. Yeah, I've, I've had plenty of experiences. I think the biggest thing is having, you have to be aware. There's got to be that awareness. So you're snapping out of that, you know, hypnotic rhythm and that cycle. Um, the biggest thing, I think the most impactful thing is a person deciding like, okay, like, yes, I deserve better. Yes, I'm going to start taking these actions. I don't care if journaling sounds dumb. I don't care, you know, if I think that I'm going to not have anything to write about. For the longest time, my journaling was legit 10 things that I was grateful for every day. And I've got all of those journals. What has transpired from those journals has been amazing. Like if I go back and look through them, like I have, I have attracted the home that I lived in. I attracted the home that I live in now. Like because I'm writing that I'm grateful for something every single day and you can get so specific or it can be so vague. Like I'm grateful that I have a laundry room up on my second level, like makes easy or laundry easy. Um, But it's taking that action because if you don't take action, nothing changes. So if somebody's constantly keeping themselves in that cycle um, of just self doubt and whatnot, it's really just, I, I'm, I like real conversations. I like the down, the dirty, the, you might be offended by what I say, but I don't care because if you don't have like that self-worth, like I will give you some of mine, you know what I mean? So if it's a friend, if it's a sister, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's, it's, it's an interesting space because they have to be ready to receive that information. Right. And they've got to be ready to hear it. Um, but what I do know about language is even if you're going to just say it and almost implant that suggestion of you are worthy of everything you want, that unconscious mind is hearing that and it's going to, it'll do something. They may not respond well to it in the moment. They may not respond in the next week or month or whatnot, but it'll start making changes if they decide that, yeah, I am worthy of more. Yeah. I love that because I, that's the thing that I've kind of had a hard time with, with trying to reach out to people who have that mindset is they really do have to be open to it. But I think Mm -hmm. it is something that people can take on even before they're really ready, if they're willing to actually see what the steps are to take to get to that point. And yeah. I mean, I've talked to some of my friends where I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll send them quotes on things all the time. And I'm like, I know they're struggling with something. So I'll send them some stuff. Right. And then a few weeks later, I'll have a conversation with them and, and I'll actually say that quote and I'll use it for some experience in their life that they're going through or that I'm going through. And all of a sudden I had one of my friends, she was like, Oh, I never actually read that quote and saw it that way. (laughs) And I was just like, how do you not see it that way? That's the only way it's meant to be seen, you know, but it was just because she wasn't open to what it, the message was there. And right. I mean, you really just have to make that decision to take the next step that you're worthy of leveling up and that it's not just meant for those people over there. It's meant for everybody and everybody can have this mindset and can have the growth that they need to get to the next level. They just have to believe in themselves and be open to maybe even doing things that they don't even understand and that don't even make sense. Mm -hmm. Even with my weight or my fitness journey that I'm going on, I really have to trust that everything that I'm learning is going to work for me, even though it doesn't make sense in my head. You talked about it earlier, how we've all been programmed to think that nutrition 
is dieting and restriction. And when you change your mindset to a different belief that nutrition is about feeding your body what it needs to be fed to be healthy, and then all of a sudden it will play into what you want out of it because you just put trust in it. And I think that's with anything that you want to level up in in life, whether it's your career, relationships, fitness, anything, you have to be willing to trust, you know, like if you have a friend that is saying, you know, you need to uh, read this book or you would really benefit from this. What's it going to hurt you to right. take that opportunity to do that? It'll mm-hmm. like better you and make you have a better understanding. But I think some people are a little bit afraid of that process. Well, they've got a secondary gain almost of what is keeping them safe to where they don't want to change. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. What's it going to hurt you to read a book? Like this could give you some good insight. Well, I just don't want to read a book. Well, there's something behind it that they're not knowing consciously what that is. And you have to get really quiet with yourself to, to figure that stuff out. So I, I think the biggest, the most, one of the most empowering things that I ever did was gaining the knowledge of my environment and the people around me, the circle of friends. Um, I had to take big inventory of where I was taking myself in such almost like a vulnerable kind of like rip the scab off kind of space. Right. And, and look at people and look at environments, like even as simple as the gym, like I worked out at EOS, nothing wrong with EOS. That's a brand new gym out in West Jordan. Like it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, but the people that were going there were the people who needed the $10 a month gym and that's okay. But I don't aspire to be the person that can only afford a $10 a month gym membership. So I upgraded and went over to Lifetime Fitness and it's an $80 a month membership. Um, And it's just these little things because you're getting yourself around the environment that you want to be in. Kind of like with the same thing as sitting in a Rolls Royce, right? You're like just immersing yourself um, with the things around you. But most importantly, like the people, if you're constantly having these friends that are like, down, 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 negative, negative, negative. You, one of the biggest awakenings I had was my ex-husband, very, he calls himself realistic. I call it like you're negative Nancy because you don't forward think, you don't dream. You just want to complain about stuff. And as strong as my mindset is, um, that stuff seeps in. It seeps in big. And when I started to see how it was affecting my kids, I was like, I feel like I'm making, it's like one step forward, two step backwards. Right. And so it's extracting those people from your life is as harsh as it might sound, but it's like, I love you. Thank you for serving your purpose here with me, but I'm growing, I'm moving forward. And you know, our, our interactions are going to be very limited. Yeah. And I think that environment and like your people, that's, it's huge very big. I love the way that you say that. I've heard it a few times, but I love the way that you say like take inventory of where you're at, your environment and the people. And I think everybody needs to do that and they need to do it actually more often than what they think. Oh yeah. Um, There's been many moments in my life where I say, you know, this person was great for my life right now. And we both served a great purpose for each other. And I like how you said that just a second ago. But that doesn't mean that that person needs to be in your life for forever. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people have a hard time with, especially if there's somebody that you're related to, or maybe they were a best friend. 
Um, but really, if they're causing you to be in an unhealthy state, that's not the environment where you're going to be able to grow and, yeah. and get what you want out of life. Yeah, your loyalty should be to yourself yeah. first and foremost, because you have to show up for your kids if you have them, you know, your husband if you have one. You have to be loyal to yourself and like do yourself good first. So I've heard when I've shared that with other people, I've heard them say stuff like, oh, but that's just being selfish. What do you say to people who say stuff like that? I just want what's wrong with being selfish. Yes. (laughs) That's what I say. Like, why is that a problem? If I don't, I know the ramifications of um, not like my, my routine, like I go to the gym, I do that for myself because I know what state it puts me in emotionally. Um, I need to show up for my kids and for clients and for work in my best state in order to be my best self. So I am going to be self, but my kids know I'm up at 545 in the morning and I'm meditating, I'm reading. Um, I've got a whole morning routine and they know not to come disrupt me and it's okay. Like I'm selfish as hell with it Yeah, because as moms and as women, I think that's like the hardest thing, right? Because we want to give and we don't want to be selfish. We can't, Mm -hmm. we never really are selfish because we're giving so much to our kids, right? You know, so many people in our lives. And especially if you also have a career as well, you have all these people who are relying on you and to take that moment for yourself and create a space where you can better yourself Guess what? The crazy thing, the beautiful thing about that whole thing that you just said was that your kids, we think that we're taking that time away from them, but they're noticing what you're doing. Oh, yeah. They know that you're taking that time for themselves. So they don't have to wait till they're older and figure out that that's something that they need for their lives. You're actually teaching them an amazing life lesson by saying, this is my moment. This is what I need for me. And I think that's beautiful. I love yeah. that you do that. And I love that they're aware of that too. Oh yeah. One of the best things I think I've done for my kids um, was be completely honest with them about like my DUI situation and whatnot. And, and not that I wasn't honest with them before that, but it was, you know, big life changes, divorce and we're moving and all of these things. And I literally sat in front of them and they're asking why. And I couldn't find it within myself to say anything other than the truth as far as like what is appropriate, you know, for ages and whatnot. And Mm so I have told them the truth about everything from then on out. Um, And the bond that we have has grown so much and they almost call me out on stuff. They're like, mom, are you sure you're telling, like, are you sure, why are you doing this? Like, you know, they are now more curious and they want to know. Um, those examples are huge. My son, he was kind of bouncing in and out of like workout routines and whatnot and being interested and maybe not. But finally, all of a sudden he's like, mom, I just want to go to the gym with you. Like, just take me and teach me. I just want to go. And now he rides his bike to the gym by himself. Like these little habits that you create yourself, it really does like project onto them. So again, be selfish because you're helping them in doing yeah. so. I I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast Ed Millett. Yeah. Heard of him. So I loved one of his podcasts. He was talking about, you know, he's really big on being able to change your family tree and being able to create a better life for everybody yeah. around you. And he says that one of the biggest excuses he said he, that a lot of people have is that they don't want to take time away from their family. And there has to be a good balance, right? Like you've got to have a balance in every area. I'm very big on my balance. 
But by doing those things that you need to create your world and level up, those are all teaching moments for your kids. Totally. Because they don't get to see that on TikTok. They don't get to see that on Instagram. You know, they have these fake realities that they're following. But the example that you set for your kids in your home and on the daily, that's what they need. That's what's going to actually help them see that they can also move in that direction. Who's going to teach right. that if we don't? So I love that you have those teaching moments. I think that's awesome. That, I, I try to do that with my kids too. We try to yeah. do that, right? <laughs> Are in the Outwitting the Devil book, it talks about First of all, it's a book written before it's time. Like it's, it's going to blow your mind I did. I that this book was written in like, I don't know, 1970s or whatever. And you're like, why is this now? But um, <laughs> it talks about like school and what they're learning in school and, you know, whoever like brought school into play, like we're teaching our kids information that somebody chose that we teach them. Right. Um, And it talks about having them be independent thinking. And it resonated so big with me because I'm like, yeah, like why, why wouldn't you encourage your child to kind of not mimic what we do? Right. But they do like, why wouldn't you encourage your child to think and figure out what's going to work for them? Whether that be what way of learning works for them, whether that's, you know, you don't have to go play football. You don't do that just because people are, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just encouraging the independent thinking. And that is, it's interesting because it's generational. If you think about it, like Mm -hmm. I was programmed with a lot of information from my father unknowingly because he was unconscious to the information he was learning from his parents and so on and so on and so on. And so it takes somebody to just kind of wake up and, and, break that cycle and be like, no, I want my life to be different. Yeah. I don't, I'm not this, I'm not, I don't identify as this middle-class Tawilla girl that, you know, barely passed high school because she sucked at math. Like those are not the things that play in my head. I know that numbers are not my favorite, but I know that other things are. And I know that if I need to, like, if I wanted to apply myself, like I can make numbers my favorite. Um, it's just, not believing the the bull crap that that's out there you have to stay strong within yourself yeah you have no limits i love that like Mm -hmm. you know that anything that comes before you you have a way to create that for yourself or learn it and it can be a skill and i think that that's sometimes hard for people to realize like it may look too big for them to be able to accomplish right but just having that belief system. So I actually wanted you to talk about, you've talked to me about this retreat that you go and do. And so I kind of want to learn a little bit about that and just share that with everybody. So tell Oh my gosh, it's, it's powerful. So a part of our, our program, the company I work for is called Superhuman. And it is like I was saying, physical fitness, it's nutrition management and it's mindset. And so we have put together what we call upgrade light because the mindset part of our program is called upgrade, upgrade your life, right? Upgrade your mindset. And you can go pretty heavy. Like there's some pretty heavy programs to where it is super immersive. And then you can go deeper and deeper. We put together what we call upgrade light. And this is a weekend in Scottsdale, which is so beautiful. And now is on like my vision board to move to Scottsdale. Cause I just can't get over it. But, uh, um, the, the upcoming one is July 14th, 
well, July 14th is going to be an all women's day, um, which is going to be pretty impactful. But then the 15th, the 16th is going to be a light intro into this mindset reprogramming method. And then the 17th, we're just kind of closing down the whole weekend with a, a pool party at the W Hotel out in Scottsdale. Um, really, what I love these types of events and why I love them is being around like-minded people. When you are in a room full of people who are there for the same reason and you can tap into the, the frequency that everybody's on, it's phenomenal. We do breath work. We have a breath work facilitator come in. And if you've ever done breath work, even alone, like you can do some on like the meditation apps, but you get 50 to 100 people in the room all doing this breath work exercise and you truly like levitate almost. It's wild. Um, but it, it's just that it's teaching you different ways to kind of get yourself snapped out of this cycle and this rhythm that you've been on and start having the conscious awareness of, okay, these are the things I've been saying to myself. No wonder my thoughts are this. No wonder my life is reflecting, you know, your life is a mirror. So it's, it's having the awareness and teaching the tools, giving some mini tools. I like to say, um, to just be able to assess, look at things, take that inventory and kind of know what to do to take the next step out of that, follow that breadcrumb out. So it's going to be amazing. I can share a link with you um, that'll show like the guest panel of speakers and whatnot that we've got lined up. Okay. Is this, is this something that anyone can go to? Like, yeah. Okay. Um, I would love to do that. So everybody, I'm actually going to have Brittany's information um, down in the, I'll have links. I'll have everything that you guys need to connect with her. And then a link to this retreat. I, you, she, Brittany has told me about this retreat a few times and I actually have it on my list of places to go. Oh, I'm going to be awesome. able to do this summer, but, um, how many times a year do they do that? Um, twice a year. Okay. When is the next one as well? Um, we did one in March and this one's July. So I bet the next one will be January. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say for someone who's new going to an experience with like that, what would you say to them to help them understand the feeling or the way that they might level up coming out of this experience? That is a great question. I would say first and foremost, you have to decide that you're going to go and it's going to be a question of um, what is the biggest takeaway that I'm going to have from this? When you're going into that event, what is the biggest takeaway? <clears throat> Coming out of that event, um, it's phenomenal. Like you literally, you get into a light trance state, which is very impactful to retain that information and then be able to execute and take the action. So when you're coming out of that event, you're almost confused. You're almost just like, I'm still in this weird trance state, not sleepy, but you're not fully like amped up. And some people are, but, um, the beautiful thing about what these facilitators do is they're so good at embedding the information into your unconscious mind that you might not even think that you are paying attention and maybe your thoughts are wandering, but it's still being embedded into your unconscious mind. So weak two weeks afterwards, 
you might all of a sudden be like, whoa, there it is. Like, this is what I was there to learn. This is my answer. Um, it's, it's really, really cool stuff. It's like taking that mindset work to a whole nother level. (laughs) I love that. I love that you said that because I think that some of us don't know where to start when we want to change our mindset. And it sounds Mm -hmm. like this is just the perfect place for them to kind of have that community of leveling up together Mm -hmm. so that they can see that that's actually possible. Because I feel like when you realize what that leveling up experience feels like, and I think I've been to events that kind of similar to what you're talking about, and you go there and there's this energy, there's this vibe, you can't help but be lifted up with everybody around you. And then all of a sudden it changes your mind to be able to accomplish more than what you even thought you were going to get out of something like that. And it's going to be, right. So I'm excited that you are sharing this. And I really, really think that this is something that will be life-changing for so many people, especially those who are not really sure how to change their mindset. So yeah. Is there anything else that you want to leave for anyone listening right now or given all of the, I would just reiterate, um, you have to, you have to put yourself first. You have to show up as your best self and give yourself permission to win in all aspects of life. And so it's then figuring out what that means to you. Like you were saying, it's very individual. It's very situational for people. And that could change, you know, in a month's time or whatnot, but it's staying true to yourself and really listening to that intuition. Um, Get yourself around people that you want to be like. It's impactful. Yeah. And I think that's like the perfect place for them to do it, right? Especially if you come from very negative environments and very Mm -hmm. negative surroundings with people in your life. So I love that. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. It was so fun having you on. And oh my gosh, I'm so happy you asked me. <laughs> I love that I got to know you a little bit more and I love your energy. So I welcome anyone and everyone to learn more about Brittany, reach out to her and learn what she's doing because this girl is awesome. And if you see some of her fitness stuff, I mean, incredible. This girl is mind blowing. So I am so excited to introduce you guys to her and that this was so impactful. I learned so much from this actually. And that that's what oh, I was looking for. So I'm so good. Excited. Thank you so much. I love you. I think you're just a doll. I love your energy too, ever since I first met you. So this was so perfect. Oh. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Brittany. You're welcome. We'll see ya. Hey, you guys. Brittany was amazing. You guys have to get to know her. And she has an amazing fitness program, an amazing mindset program. I wasn't even really aware of what it was. That's why I wanted to bring it on, bring her on. But I know this is something that you guys can learn from. And whether it's a fitness journey, a career journey, or just a mindset journey to be able to create a better life for yourself and level up, we are the creators of our own world. So make sure that you're taking any opportunity, like the one that we were just talking about with the retreat, or even just getting to know even Brittany or somebody else who can be in that boat and help pull you in. It's one of those times when the tide's going to raise and you can either drown or you can get in the boat and you can rise up and live a better life. But I hope you guys take advantage of what you learned today. And I definitely have, you guys have an amazing week. Thank you. Love you guys.